be ready for mentally on the back of midweek, win the battles and win the rivalry first, and then have our quality to take over. Yeah, we scored four goals, which was great, and I think uh, you know we, we created enough chance to, to score a few more, but it's good for the players that uh, we can walk away with a victory. This is the Go Radio Football Show, hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Oh, a good night in Europe for Scotland's club Celtic winning the first under Ange Postacoglu but the defence looks leaky more about the weather here in Glasgow where there's thunder it's absolutely pouring but big results for Aberdeen and Hibs and St Johnson outstanding in Istanbul Mark Guidi was there he's back he's with us in a moment or two other headlines Alfredo Morella's back in the mix for Rangers this weekend Glenn Kamara has been offered a new deal just waiting to hear will he accept and for Celtic, Edouard in talks with Brighton looks as though he'll be going. But can Kyogo Furuhashi fill the gap? And is Abada a player in the making, a really good player? Aberdeen rejected two bids for Lewis Ferguson, who says his dad, Derek, his brother, joins us in a moment or two. Barry Ferguson with us as always. And the JRG, the Joint Response Group, says social distancing among players in Scotland is to remain. Why? On the programme, we'll speak to Stephen Gerrard. We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu. We'll hear from Conor Goldson, open to a long-range contract with Rangers. Yep, he'd like to stay longer. And James McCarthy speaks for the first time about his fitness. 24 hours after it happens, Jack Grealish goes to Man City. Lionel Messi leaving Barcelona. That news came in last night. Barry, where do we start? We've only got two hours. Uh, disappointing for Rangers the other night, but they got the late, late goal. We'll come to that in a minute or two. Uh, and last night for Celtic, a uh, 4-2 win in the Czech Republic. Yeah, and it's it's a good one. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. They, they finished third, uh, third in the league mm. last year. It's always difficult playing away from home in Europe. Um, the, the positive for Postacoglu is they get four goals. The probably issue you'll have is the goals they conceded were, were sloppy. Um, but listen, as I always say, any win away from home in Europe is a good one. It's a big win for him, isn't it, Mark? Because if they had lost last night, then you would be people would be talking, you know, about crisis or whatever. Significant to get a win. Yeah, it was it was it was bad as you said. That anyone in Europe, um, particularly away from home, is a good one. And Celtic just needed that just to get the, get a win. Um, you know, under their belts, Paul scoring goals, yeah, conceding a couple of goals. But in the grand scheme of things, it's just about getting through. It's about Starfelt building up a relationship. There's a new goalkeeper in there, so you'd expect things to be more solid moving um, forward. And you know, they're through now. They're probably going to face uh, it'll be AZ Altmar, really good Dutch side, not to be underestimated. Um, you know, it's going to be a, a similar challenge, if not a tougher challenge, than what Rangers have got against Malmo. 0808 17 17 700 you know the number to speak to Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Paul Cooney we're here until 7 it's great the season is well underway and that was a good night overall wasn't it and a good result for St Johnson 1-1 oh, uh, uh, in Istanbul against Galatasaray fantastic result fantastic performance I know a lot of people say they, they go down to 10 men um, in 60 minutes um, but listen St Johnson Callum Davison and his players have just carried on where they left off um, from last season fantastic season winning the double a lot of people looking at that um, that game would have imagined that St Johnson would have got beat, uh, beaten and beaten mm. easily but they surprise everybody again um, the way they're set up they're always difficult to beat and let's remember Callum's got good players as well um, I've seen the highlights and again 
the young man in the middle of the park stood out for me, Ali McCann. Um, so I'm sure Callum Davison hoping that he can keep hold of him after the 31st of August, um, but I very much doubt that. And Glenn Middleton on his way to St Johnson. We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard. He said he'll leave it to the club that's getting him. Mark, you were there last night. You're back in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, fit. The, the weather's so different, isn't it? What was it? I don't know if I'm fit, Paul, but I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Uh, terrific result for St Johnston. Spoke to you pre-match. Atmosphere inside the stadium, yep. albeit it was, it was at the Bassett Steer. Stadium 17,000 capacity, there was 8,500 inside the ground, but it was noisy, mm. it was intimidating. But the St Johnson players absolutely loved it. For most of them, uh, their European debuts, for Callum Davidson, his European debut as a manager. So to leave there at 1-1 with the tie, very much alive. We've got a full house at McDermott Park. Great for the St Johnson fans, great for the club's finances um, as well. And the players were just different class. You know, you can single out Ali McCann, you can mention um, Jason Kerr putting the penalty. Xander Clark making a couple of great. And that saves. was pressure. Sorry to jump in. Yeah. That was pressure. The penalty wasn't well, it? Was because and, and Johnson missed a few recently. Yeah, missed course. one in the Scottish weekend. Cup final. Missed one at the weekend. So Jason Kerr, captain, took responsibility and uh, and battered at home. And um, you know when when you look along at Galatasaray, Paul, you see the talent that they've got in the pitch. When they took Patrick Van Anholt and Ryan Babelhoff mm. at half time and, and 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 replaced him, you see the coach. Fatih Terim, who took yeah. Turkey to the semi-finals of Euro 2008, voted in the top 10 managers in the world at that period, up against um, Callum. Then you look along and you see Falcao yeah. sitting on the bench for, for, for Galatasaray yeah. against St. Johnson. So the yeah, St. Johnson players loved it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It was yeah. brilliant. And overall, um, you know, uh, a good night for, for Scottish football. It all kicks off again next week. And I tell you what, I think, excuse me, I think Tuesday night at Ibrooks is going to be one of the most exciting games of the season already. Mm. For Steve Davis to get that goal just puts a completely different complexion on the tie, but there's still hard work to be done. The fans will be back, Barry, on uh, Tuesday night. And how significant Stephen Gerrard actually said that. We need the fans. It'll make a huge difference. Listen, they've been away for so long. I, I know there was 23,000 uh, 23, um, against Livingston, but a full house, European night, Champions League qualifier, under the floodlights. Um, the place will be electric. Um, and I'm sure that'll... That'll help the players um, big time because uh, it's that, look, I still think it would have been possible at 2-0 but with, with Davo scoring that goal um, 95th minute, that gives Rangers the edge for me. Were you su so surprised? Those That two-minute spell at the start of the second Very half. unlike them, yep. Paul, very unlike them. I think you two years will agree with me. Defensively last year, Rangers were absolute rock solid. But I, I, I put it down to a bit of rustiness. There's been four or five pre-season games. I've only had one game domestically. Uh, but they'll have the game under their belt against Dundee United. There's a few players hopefully going to be back next week. Aribo and, and Morelos, I see he's back training. So they'll be even stronger. And I always say Morelos and the Rangers team in the starting 11. Rangers are a far better and stronger team. They missed them, didn't they, Mark? Yeah, yeah, Morelos. Yeah, Morelos. Yeah, I mean, the, I know it was the, at the back that they lost the, him. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, look, he's he's the best striker at the club. Yeah. That's the bottom line. So you're going to miss him. Um, I'm not sure what the, the situation is for him on. He's on fit. Tuesday he, night. He's fit. No, so he's, he's in the squad. He's for in the squad. Game yeah, for tomorrow yeah, at yeah, Tannadice. So yeah. be good if you can get some kind of run out tomorrow ahead of Tuesday because Tuesday, and you can't you, you can't overemphasise mm. the importance, Paul. It's you know 35 million quid. Mm. The state Rangers are behind. They need to go and win the game. Uh, in some shape or form Malmo no mugs we can see that mm. I said last week it was a good tie for Rangers but a dangerous one and Malmo showed why they're, they're dangerous I'm reading stuff from John Doll to Masson today and he's talking about 
and how he fancies his team will score at mm. Ibrox. So it's going to be a difficult game, but you can't rule Rangers out. You know what they've achieved in in Europe in the past three years tells you that you know they've got what it takes. Here's Stephen Gerrard speaking about the squad. Still, will be without Giannis Hadji. Glenn Middleton is close to going out on loan. He had a couple of options to choose from, and I think he's made his decision. I think that will be announced later today. That's for other people to announce. He's really close to going out on loan. Um, Kemar Roof is available uh, to come back into the group. Alfredo Morelos is available to come back into the group, although he hasn't trained much, as you know. He's only done one session yesterday, and he'll train this morning. Ben Kamara will come back into the squad. Ryan Jack, we've been told to just slow down a little bit on Ryan, so he'll probably be another couple of weeks. Barry, yeah, I see you wince a bit there. Not such good news on Ryan Jack having to slow down his progress, but hopefully back soon. Yeah, hopefully he's back soon. L- listen, the good thing about Ryan Jack is they got to root the pro- uh, problem. Um, he went down to London and, and got it sorted. Um, sometimes it happens in your rehab. Sometimes you come back a bit too quick. You need to just step back um, a week or two. And that's what it sounds that, that um, what Stephen Gerrard's just said there. That's what Ryan Jack needs to do. Because um, they've got to take their time. They've got to make sure he's 100% now because he has had problems over the last six or so months. Um, and as I've said previously, Paul, he's a big player for Rangers, Ryan Jack. He sure is. They have missed him. So much to get in. Let's go on the lines. Uh, Sean is on the line from Garthamlet. Good evening, Sean. Good evening, guys. Oh, somewhere out there, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a no-no for the club and out. <laughs> certainly is. Rearranging the, uh, what's going to happen tonight, yeah. For yeah. What, what did you think last night? You, are there night before? Things looked okay up until half-time, didn't they? Yeah, um, they did. And then, I don't know, we just went half the ball. ball but I think on Tuesday night, when it's 50-plus thousand at Ibrox, I believe it's just Rangers fans. I think um, the atmosphere's there. I think it'll be enough. I think Rangers will still win comfortable through a being out. So I'm looking forward to that game Tuesday night. I think we'll still qualify. I think tomorrow we'll be about 2 0 and off. Um, buzzing for the next couple of days. But I still believe Rangers will get past Melbourne on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Barry said already he thought that Rangers would come back from 2 down. Mark, is that what do you think? At 2 1? At, at 2 1, it's, it is totally different. Yeah. You know, Steve Davis's goal. Um, you know, fair, fair enough for for um, for Sean's optimism. I get that. Uh, I wouldn't use the word uh, comfortable. I think it'll be nervy. I think it'll be one of those nervy European um, nights because uh, unless Rangers, um, it only becomes comfortable if Rangers can go three goals up. Because even if it's two 0 Malmo still in the tie. They just need one goal. So can I see Rangers getting to three 0 I wouldn't think so because I think that would be underestimating the qualities of Malmo, albeit. Rangers are a top side at Ibrox and with the crowd behind them but as we said at the top of the show they've only got two or three competitive games under them but, so they're still getting up to speed they're still to see what kind of shape and, and um, what like Barelos is going to be in because he's going to be the man probably leading um, the attack on Tuesday so I think Rangers will get through Paul but um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if it's extra time it's a it's a nerve. I think it's a nervy 90 minutes ahead. I, I think what will happen on Tuesday, Rangers will come out the traps, but if they don't score in the first 15 or 20 minutes, there needs to be a bit of patience and calmness. Because um, I, I do believe that they'll come and maybe sit in. Um, Stephen Gerrard did mention that last week about them. So that's one thing that impressed me last year. If you think back, there was a number of games in the league where teams came, sat back, tried to frustrate, and Rangers didn't score towards the end of the game. I think that's something that they've... They've clearly worked on and I think that could be the case next Tuesday. I don't think it's going to be a walkover because you, you look at Malmo, they have got decent players. They have got good experience but 
I do believe that Rangers will have enough in, in their locker to, to go through but as I say it might be a long night it might take to 60, 70, 75 minutes to break that deadlock You'd and love... the fans need to stay with them yep they, they do um, and I'm sure they will because uh, sometimes fans are desperate for you to score in the first 10 minutes it just doesn't happen all the time um, so that's where as I say you need the experience guys like Stephen Davis in the middle of the pitch to calm things down when you can't get that goal which you would love early doors but, I mean, you know, you've got experience of these games. I mean, Paul, we watch it as, as spectators, you know, involved in the, the media and there's just something different about Champions League qualifiers. Yep. Because there's so much at stake, because it's so early in the season, it, you know, it's like, you know, if you don't win it, then United tomorrow, it's fine, you've got 35, 36 games to recover. Tuesday night, 35 million quid. That's massive for the football club. I know it's not uppermost in players' mind, but it no is pressure. a factor. There, there's yeah. big bonuses at stake for the yeah. players as well for getting into the Champions League, which and is the manager, that's where he wants for the to fans. Be. Yeah. The manager wants to be, and the fans want. You know, the last time Rangers played in the Champions League, I think it was um, Man United, Barcelona, and you know when when um, Walter Smith was in charge. Yeah. So they're wanting that again, but it was just from your experience of the playoffs, Barry. How different and how nervy can they be when you're on the pitch and you know you still need a goal but as you say you've got to be patient and they need the fans to be patient with you yeah there's no doubt there's pressure on you because you know how much money it's worth to the club um, and that's where in the dressing room it come down to the experienced ones to obviously calm people down because our mindset was in the qualifiers that we come out the traps very quick to try and get that early goal and then that settles everybody down very quickly but sometimes it didn't happen and that's when you need the guys on the pitch and then the fans to understand that it never works that way it doesn't always work that way sorry should I say that you get that early goal so it is important that the experienced guys in the team do obviously send that message out to the, the other players who maybe not be used to this sort of pressure because it is it's 35 million pound I know they've got a, a game after that but yeah. this is huge for the club massive Sean here's your manager speaking about the importance of the fans on Tuesday yeah really excited not just myself all the players everyone connected to the club you know I mentioned last week that we've all been craving for a full house the numbers have been building over the last few weeks of pre-season and just to have that noise and that roll back is a real special feeling so to, to get it back in full capacity and full noise you know we're really looking forward to Tuesday but first things first we've got a real a tough battle on our hands tomorrow before before Tuesday but it is something that everyone connected with the club is really looking forward to but just so pleased with the fans they've been patient they've waited long enough and I'm sure they're even more excited than us You're smiling Barry Yeah yeah because yeah. it's, it's exciting Yeah a full house Brilliant, isn't it? Champions yep. League qualifier that, that's as a footballer that's where you want to go and play four sleeps until I, the match I was trying to think <laughs> just when we're talking about qualifiers I'm trying to think off the top of my head Parma under wee Dick's team mm -hmm. and Copenhagen with Alec because they were both yep. you won both ties to get through but from memory they were they were, they were tough. Us, weren't they Aye, but they were, they were tough games a lot, a lot of people like the Copenhagen game a lot of people think Aye. or thought it was going to be easy for us we were going to just sail through it but again these these teams that people don't know a lot about have got decent players so yeah. you've got to respect that fact that that's the same case for Malmo I mean we've seen it on Tuesday night I thought they had decent players Malmo so it's going to be tough for Rangers but I think they've got enough they've definitely got enough so Sean might well be right Sean mm -hmm. what are you thinking now? Well, it's got it's got a long three weeks. I'm just hoping we can get to it because then my wee nephew and that he's only like ten. Not just he's not seen Champions League, Ibrox and that. So I'm hoping in the next three weeks we get in there, get get the Champions League noise back on, hopefully get the likes of 
Man United, Barcelona, yeah. Real Madrid, PSGs. Back to Ibrox, that's what that's what Ch- Champions League brings you. Brings you the best teams in the world. You might know, you might struggle against them, but yeah. if you've got to get beat, I would rather get beat after the best than get beat after the mediocre team. So, Sean, what about Glenn Kamara? He was the manager was asked today, "What about the new contract?" And is Glenn and his people? Is he going to sign it? It's extremely important to keep the football club. I think his progress since we, we took him in from, from Dundee has been clear for everyone to see. Gone on to become a real established international player. We know he can handle any football game here. I love the kid, I love the player and um, I've made it abundantly clear how much I want him to stay from a personal point of view. There's a real strong, good offer on the table. Glenn so the speed in which this happens is totally on Glenn the ball is, is firmly in his court the offer's really good from the club his advisors are happy with the, with the offer so now it's totally down to Glenn so I'm sure the, the question that you just asked me should really go in Glenn's direction because we're ready waiting and hoping that it's done as soon as possible Rangers legend Barry Ferguson is with us Barry do you think he's going to sign the new contract? I hope so because um, he's a player that I think over the last couple of years has improved so much there's no doubt about it and he's became a big player for Rangers and it's a great story £50,000 um, I remember Neil McCann telling me a few years ago he had the boy at Dundee and he was a right good footballer and he could play at the highest level and he was bang on the button with it um, and since he's came to Rangers I think you will agree mate every game he just gets better and better he's got a real calmness about him as well um, good footballer and I would love to see him sign and look the manager has put it in his court he says it's a good offer. His advisors are happy with it. Now it's down to Glenn Kamara. Does he want to stay at Rangers another year or two? Or does he want to take that opportunity? Because I would hazard a guess that the Premier League clubs w- will be looking at a player like Glenn uh, Kamara. What advice would you give him? Cause stay. Were... Yeah. Stay. Man United wanted you and you stayed. Yeah, you stay. And listen, he's only, I think he's 26, Glenn Kamara. Correct me if I'm wrong here. So sign another two or three year contract and then maybe a year or two if you want to go and try your luck um, down south that opp- opportunity will still be there if you continue to, to put the performances in which he has done over the last couple of years so I, I would love to see him stay I think he's a, a very very good midfielder Sean you hear your manager saying I love the kid I, he's, he's got a good attitude I've never seen him uh, relaxing and wrangling I think, I think the boys got his head settled on so I would love him to stay because you'll never get a pull up for 50 grand and <laughs> I don't think Rangers would ever sign up with for 50 grand at how, how high he, he's rated. He is a good player. I'm not just saying that because he's 50 grand. That sure. He is some player for Rangers. Mm-hmm. I would be gutted to see him go. Mark, no, what do you... Sorry. Yeah. Mark, what do you think is going to happen? Hey, I, I'm always wary when, when, a, when a deal hasn't been signed yet, but sometimes it's actually... Agreed in the back and it's about timing with the football club. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about picking a moment that you know just to put um, news out there. I know. Sure, I, I, what I heard a few months ago, Paul, it was more a kind of geographical situation for Glenn Kamara. I don't know if he's got family in London or something. He was wanting to maybe move back down towards there rather than you know anything else. So I don't know if that's a, a potential hurdle. Um, can they overcome that hurdle? I don't know. Whatever happens, I'm sure Rangers have made him a fantastic offer. I'll be up to him if he wants to accept it. But. I've heard conflicting stories. Some say he's got a year to go. Some say he's got two years to go. Two years to go. So it's two years to go. So there's no immediate concern. Um, if it was only a year to go, then I would say, well, look, you need to set a deadline let, let anybody else. If you're not going to sign it in the next couple of weeks, you need to be sold because you're looking at a player that's worth millions of pounds mm-hmm. uh, that they got for 50 grand. And he's terrific. A great player for them. So I think then, um, 
I can see him staying for the for the rest of the season. Sean, scoreline tomorrow, the twelve thirty kickoff, Dundee United Rangers. Three 0 Three 0 Thanks, Sean. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, the Friday evening edition. The weekend starts now. It starts here. Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, and Barry Ferguson. Yeah, I'm just smelling. You're, you're looking tricky tonight. You've obviously got a night out tonight. Eh? Night out tonight. Yep. yep. Family uh, going out tonight. Yeah, but we've had to change their arrangements because of the weather. It's been. You think a oh, great summer. You know what is it? Sixth of August. We'll be outside, but no, change the venue. But looking forward to it. So much to talk about though. The big football fans, at Rangers disappointing until the the 95th minute. The 36 year old Stephen Davis puts Rangers very much back in it. Not that they were out of it, Barry. Mm-hmm. I hear you on that. We'll talk more about that shortly. 0808 17 17 700. Last night, Hibs and Rijeka 1-1. That's going to be tough over in Croatia. Craig Moore was there just a few days ago and spoke about it last night. Aberdeen, a 3-2 win up there in Iceland. Ramirez scoring twice. And Lewis Ferguson getting one. We're going to speak about Lewis shortly. And St. Johnson, 1-1 in Istanbul against Galatasaray. The Jason Kerr penalty. And Celtic winning 4-2 against Yablonets is what we're calling them now. Uh, the goals coming from Abada and Furuhashi early on. They pulled one back. Forrest made it 3-1. Uh, they pulled one back to 3-2 and then it was Ryan Christie 4-2. Afterwards, Ange Postacoglu spoke about his first win in competitive action. Yeah, I mean, the, the result's uh, obviously a positive one. Uh, I think it's important, particularly for the players who have been working hard. I think every game, competitive game, we've had an opportunity to, to win, which we haven't done. So is reward, I guess, for the players and hopefully gives them some confidence and belief moving forward. Uh, performance was okay. We, we started really well. First half hour was excellent. We controlled the game, scored our goals, created some more chances to score. Uh, but just felt we lost our way a little bit after that and lost control of the game. And especially second half, we, it just felt like we were going okay, but we didn't really sort of control the game the way we should have to make sure that we won the game more comfortably. But two goals lost, especially the second one. What did he have to say about the defence? It's just that I felt that we just didn't control the game as well as we could have after sort of 35 minutes of the game. And defensively, we were we were really open, but part of the reason for that was we were giving the ball away unnecessarily. And, you know, we just we were just making poor choices. And, you know, we weren't really compact when we did want to press. So there was a whole range of aspects that just left the game really open, which, you know, allowed them to score a couple of goals. I mean, we still had chances at the same time, but it's not the way sort of we want us to play our football. Barry, the positives in a moment or two about Abada, Furuhashi. What about the Celtic defence though? We saw it at the weekend, losing the goal late at Tynecastle, and a couple of mistakes last night as well cost them. Yeah, he's still not happy, but listen, like in terms of Starfield, he, he just came in, obviously, he played against Hearts. Um, he's not had a lot of football, so it, it does take time for players to settle. Um, but you, you can hear, look, he's very honest and open about it. He, he wants his team to control games of football. And he wants them to do it for the full 90 minutes. Um, and if they're not going to do that, he's not going to be happy. Um, but look, the main thing is, when you play in Europe away from home, as I said at the start of the show, Paul, is getting that win. Look, four goals away from home against a team who finished third behind Slavia and Sparta. They are decent. Um, so he, he'll be happy enough, just disappointed in the goals, as I said. But in time, it was Joe Hart's first game as well. He's just, um, I think that was his first uh, before the game. Mm one training session so it's no ideal but in time he'll be expecting more and he had a decent save towards the end Mark you were obviously in Istanbul you wouldn't see the full game what did you make of it last night though the, the, the highlights of it I mean first and foremost we said Celtic won the game that's yeah. a positive right away so they're going to progress in Europe into the, the, the playoff round for the Europa League 
positive Joe Hart goalkeeper signed it was a position that needed uh, addressed I mean I had concerns I thought that um, Ange Postacoglu actually wasn't going to address it and, and try and just persevere with um, with Bain or, or, or Barkas so that's a positive next thing that needs to be addressed is getting a quality right back in and finding the right partner for Startfelt part of Startfelt's problem it's not making him look so good as he's not playing with a natural defender Beaton's not a natural defender so they need to find a partnership I don't think that, that there's one at the club that exists so you need to go and find someone Julian but still Julian but he's still a while away you can't, you can't rely he's three no, months and away. even then I think he still needs somebody yeah. um, and on top of that um, so that's something that needs to be addressed and, and I'm, I'm sure it will be and then you've just got to hope that the jail you know that triangle is so important to moving forward as in um, the goalkeeper and your two centre-halves. You, you, you look at Rangers and you've got McGregor, you've got Goldson and either Hollander or, or, or Balligan. So you look at that. Other positive from last night was that Odson-Edward was was left out mm. and Celtic managed to thrive without him. That's probably now accelerated the process in him leaving the club, which probably should have happened a while ago. But it's happening now. You try and get as much as you can from him and then go and reinvest. And I've said possibly three strikers needed, but at least two and I'll say it about the striker as I'll say about the goalkeeping situation. If the right striker's out there at seven, eight, nine million quid, if you're getting whatever it is for Edward, six between sixteen and twenty, mm. go and reinvest fifty percent of that in your next striker because that's what Edward cost, and you get that quality. Now they don't grow on trees, but that's what your scouting network's there for. Go and find the right one, and rather than gambling on three at two million and hoping yeah. that one comes good, go and get a belter. Go and get a belter at eight or nine million quid. Can you still get a belter at eight or nine and, million and, for and, a striker? In Scottish, in Scottish yep. terms, Paul, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm sure you know. I'm not saying you're, you're obviously you're not going to get Harry Kane or, no. or, or Aguero sure. or, or, or Calvert Lewin for that. But where, where is the the next Edward? Sure. Can can you go and find them? Where is that the next Dembele? You know, yep. using your contacts. That's yep. what it's all about. Using yep. your friends in the game mm. to tip you off about things. Like Morales like at Rangers when he came exactly. out four years you've, ago. You've got yeah. to go and you've got to go and do that. And the so, lower leagues in uh, down south as well. You just yeah. need to, well, you, you know, could have get Tony last year for Tony. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If you you went an extra half a million pound, you were you were getting him. Look what he's done. Going for for League One into the Championship. Now he's a Premier League player. What's he going to be worth? 35, 40 million pound. He could yeah. be on the move soon. Could yeah, he not? but the spine of your team so important. He yeah. sorted the goalkeeper situation out. No doubt in my mind Joe Hart will, will do well from Starfelt. Still early doors. He needs a partner because Julian's... You're looking at November time before he's going to get back. Your central midfield's looking good with Callum McGregor. James McCarthy will be a week or two away. And up front, most important, scoring goals. The hardest thing to, to get right and to find as a, as a goal scorer. But that's why you've got a recruitment process. I'm sure he'll be looking very hard because that's one area where he needs to seriously strengthen going to speak more about that shortly let's go back to Rangers now after the 2-1 defeat the other evening but it almost felt like a win because of the, the late late goal from Stephen Davis but they've still got it all to do at Ibrox on Tuesday night and then tomorrow 12.30 kickoff. Dundee United uh, who'll be desperate to get their first points under Tam Courts uh, against the Rangers uh, Jason's on the line from Deniston good evening Jason Evening, guys. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Are you okay? Thunder and lightning, has it stopped? Uh, it stopped in Glasgow, yeah. I got caught after the West Watch, but it's, um, it seems to have died down a little bit now. So, yeah. so what are you thinking about the other night and uh, and the coming week? Uh, I, I, well, initially, obviously, I'm a Rangers scorer, but I came on. One of my points I wanted to make, which the panel touched on earlier on, was about um, 
Justin Johnson's result yep. against Galatasaray, so I just wanted to come on and sure. give kudos to them. I thought that was a, an excellent result away at uh, a difficult ground against uh, a, a European side that have done it for many years at the top stage in European sure. football. For, for them to go away and get that result, I thought was brilliant. Um, and the atmosphere Alex that Gannon, they created with a, you know with a, a small crowd. I hear you saying about Ali McCann, who is um, uh, his value shot up again last night. Alec McCann's a, a player that I've fought highly of for the past two seasons or so. I've kept kept an eye on him at all times when I've watched him play. He's been been great on the ball, quite commanding in the centre of midfield. Um, I'd personally love to see him at Rangers. Um, I think he would fit in well into the squad. Um, so that's a that's a player for uh, for the future for sure, wherever he ends up. Barry Ali McCann for Rangers. Is there space for him? Yeah, well, listen. You want to you want to try and sign good midfielders, and Alan McCann certainly a a, a good midfielder. He's, he's a guy who's impressed me. We've spoken a number of times about him over the last season. He was always one that stood out for me. Um, watched the highlights of St. Johnson's game last night, and then you you heard Callum Davison do his interview, and he was one guy that you mentioned. Thought he was outstanding. Of course, I would, but it's an area that Rangers are really strong. Maybe there's a, a case to go and sign him and loan him back to St. Johnson for the season so he gets that game experience because it's important that they play week in and week out because he's a senior international now as well um, so look I would like to see him there is it going to happen? we don't know it is an area that Rangers are really strong Mark, how good can he be in time? A- Ali McCann, yeah, yeah I think he's got the potential to, to, to be a, a top player I think um, you know, in, in time and even you know, now could he go and play for for Rangers or, or play for Celtic or whatever the highest level in, in Scotland? Yeah, he can. You know, he, he very much looked the part uh, against Galatasaray last night. I think also part of that process, I'm sure you'd agree, Barry. You need to give credit to Murray Davidson, the experienced midfielder in beside him, who just you know coaches him and guides him, and they've got a wonderful partnership in there too. But you know, if there was a possibility of getting Ali McCann at, at, at two million pounds, uh, I think that would be uh, a deal worth taking. Um, all day long good good deal for St Johnson I would imagine and for a club getting him for that kind of money it would not be wasted because he's only going to go one way yeah what you don't want to see is like he's playing week in week out at St Johnson you don't want to see him go somewhere and he's stuck on the bench and no playing football he's at an age where it's important for his career that he plays week in week out Um, so listen money talks look St Johnson are a selling club if somebody comes in with a huge offer they would need to accept it, but it's important that young Alan McCann plays because I think each game he's getting stronger and stronger. As I said, he's an international. He's got great experience in there with Devo as well, as you mentioned. With at St. Johnson, he's got Murray Davison. So he's got good experienced players round about him, but he's definitely, for me, he's got all the attributes to play at the top level. And Celtic have money to spend. They need to strengthen. Quite a strong midfield, but who knows what's going to happen? Is Ryan Christie going to go... Um, and others you don't know yeah I mean there's a lot but it's four, four weeks in the window yeah. uh, to go a lot's going to happen you, know, you start to see it down south Jack Grealish moving so there's a hundred million starting to circulate Villa going by and then it's it's mm. a knock on effect Harry Kane yeah. may well move over the next few days and it'll be um, the same up here you, know, you can see three or four clubs now starting to look at wee things and um, that tends to kind of trigger um, a bit of movement 
100 million not in the game here anyway it's huge though isn't it <laughs> Jason worth what, it, Barry? Yeah. <laughs> well what would you be worth today but uh, Jason 100 quid ah hardly Jason what else what are you thinking for Rangers I hear Conor Goldson in fact here he is talking about uh, the new contract uh, his new deal my representatives are in talks with the club and we all have a good relationship I've spoke to the manager and Ross Wilson on many occasions and um, things are moving I'm happier um, I'm in a good place I feel like I'm probably in the prime of my career I've loved every minute that I've been at the football club and yeah as I said the talks are ongoing hopefully that can get sorted I've, um, I haven't really spoke to my agent I said to him probably about four or five weeks ago that now the season started I need to concentrate on this and I can't have that in my mind because I know it will distract me we've got nine games this month and it's a massive month for the football club obviously with the Champions League and starting up a new season where we want to win the league I can't be distracted by that because I know mentally it'll affect me so I don't want to know about it I know there's discussions going on between the club and um, my representatives and the club have made it clear that they want me to stay here which I'm happy with so when it gets done I'm sure we'll all know about it including myself but in the meantime I just need to focus on football Good to hear a player speaking about his contract Jason does that sound to you as though he is going to extend or go? No I would say that I would say the goals I'm staying out listen Rangers have had many plaudits over the last two years um, about the recruitment who they've brought in how much money they've spent in bringing these players in and um, that's that's all very well and good but I also feel like a massive part of Rangers success is actually keeping a hold of their key players there's a lot of players in that team now. I've actually been on the show before and, and discussed yep. this, but there's a lot of players in that team now uh, that are worth a lot of money in my eyes. At the start of the season, I was worried. I thought Ryan Kent, there'd be a lot of clubs sniffing about him. Obviously, Leeds were, were interested last year. Kamara, Barisic, all these players uh, will be getting watched, I would imagine, um, off some top quality sides. So um, Rangers are going about their business very well, recruitment-wise, recruitment but also... Um, keeping a hold of the the, the the top players that they've got in the squad just now. So uh, I'm, I'm chuffed with that. Um, on Tuesday night, I'm looking forward to it very much. I'm going to be at Ibrox for the game. Um, I think the noise that will come out of Ibrox on Tuesday will be electric. Uh, the reason I say that is because obviously massive game for the Champions League, but it's also the first time since we won the league that we've had all the fans in the stadium. So it'll be a double whammy um, and... I fancy Rangers for a victory on Tuesday night. Jason, you begin in early. There's no way you'll want to miss anything, is there, on Tuesday? No, definitely not. I'll be there early doors. I'll be in the stadium nice and early, soaking up the atmosphere, and uh, I can't wait for it. Great. We'll be on air on the build-up, so listen on Tuesday. You reckon a, a win for Rangers? What Did you say 2-0? I, I fancy Rangers for 2-0. I heard the panel discussing earlier on. I don't think it'll be comfortable. I heard someone on mm-hmm. um, earlier on saying it'll be a comfortable win. I don't think it will be. Um if Rangers get an early goal, um, and that's a big if, obviously, Malmo are a decent side, um, then I think we could go on and, and win the game 2 or 3 nil. If we don't, then it could be backs against the wall. But I, I still fancy us to get the job done regardless of whether it's a comfortable win or we manage to, to sneak it within the last sort of 20, 30 minutes of the game. And do you think the fans, 50,000 of them, you heard Stephen Gerrard, doesn't normally do that. He said straight after the game the other night, the fans are going to play a big part. You have to stay with them in case the goals don't come until late. Yeah, and he's right. Well, Steven Gerrard, he's, he's never really called on the Rangers support to, to come and try and get over the line. Um, you know, Barry will know himself, um, obviously playing in front of a, a packed out Ibrox on a European night. It probably isn't much better feeling, unfortunately. I never got to experience that myself. I was always in the always in the stands. But um, from a player's point of view, um, it almost pushes the ball over the line. 
uh, in a certain aspect when the Rangers fans are in full voice. Um, so if Morelos is back, uh, I don't know if he'll... I would imagine he will feature whether he starts or whether he's on the bench and comes off. I think it's teed up perfectly for, for him coming back. Obviously, he's not, not featured much being away on international duty and then having to come back and, and self-isolate. So I think Tuesday night is teed up perfectly for the return of Morelos to, to come back and, and grab a goal to, to get us over the line. And Jason... Scoreline tomorrow, just before we go. Uh, be tough. Tannadice is always tough. They set up well. Um, big game for them against us, yep. as it always is. So I fancy Rangers to get the victory, but um, it won't be easy. So I'm going to go for a 1 0 victory for Rangers tomorrow. Thanks, Jason. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show, looking forward to the weekend as well. Dundee United Rangers, 12.30 tomorrow. And then at three, St Mirren against Hearts. Only two games in the Premiership on Saturday. Then on Sunday, Celtic against Dundee, Hibs against Ross County, Livingston against Aberdeen and St Johnson against Motherwell. On the show, we're going to hear from Conor Goldson. We heard from him. We'll hear from James McCarthy speaking. In fact, let's hear from him. He obviously isn't fit just yet, but how is the fitness? Signed just a few days ago, left Crystal Palace in May, and he's been training over the summer, and he says that he is getting there. His fitness is getting better. I've been training all summer myself. I've been up at the training ground this week, and physically I feel good. And signing for Celtic, playing in front of the fans? Yes, it's, it's, as, as, a, as a kid, you go to, you can't come to Celtic Park and watch them dreaming of things like this, playing in front of them. And now it's a reality. Um, I'm really excited and I can't wait to get going. Good player. Do you think he'll do it for Celtic? He's obviously been asked about his fitness. He is a good player, Paul. I, I played against him when he was break when he broke in. Mm-hmm. Sorry, as a young kid at Hamilton, uh, and you could see the potential in him. Um, fiery customer on the the pitch, a bit different for his interview there. Yeah, he's very um, quiet, isn't he? Yeah. He was a fiery customer. He, he wasn't scared to put the boot in. Really? Yeah. And obviously, he got his move to to Wigan, and then um, Martinez took him to Everton also. Uh, and he's played Premier League football for the last six or seven years, so it shows the quality that he's got. Had a bad injury at Everton, I don't know if you remember. Yeah, it was a big break. break. Yeah. Yep. But listen, he's at an age where he should be in his prime, 30 year old. Um, so for me, Celtic, I've, I've signed a very good midfielder. And a bundle of caps for the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, I forgot yeah. that. He's got 43, yeah. 44 caps. You as don't well. get that being uh, no, anything he, less than a good player. You know, I mean, I, th- I think uh, at his peak, you know, yeah. it was what, 20 million, 25 million quid or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, his peak. So in, he's 30 years old. Uh, I think probably a wee bit unfairly he's, he's got tagged with this, you know, injury stuff. He'd have one really bad yeah. um, injury, but he's, he's got a lot of football um, in him. He's an intelligent football. Barry said he's got first-hand knowledge. The way he, he, he's speaking is very kind of softly spoken yeah. and, and understated, but he's got that nasty side in him oh, he's, when, he, when, when, yeah, when he's it's fi- needed. He's fiery. So um, that, that's, it's all good. And look, is he an upgrade in what Celtic had? Yes, he absolutely is. He, he's a quality player. And to get him on a free transfer, Paul, is, is, is well... On paper, it's brilliant business, and I think he'll, he'll, he'll do very well. I've absolutely no doubts about him that James McCarthy will be a star for Celtic. That's good conversation. Let's hear about the last couple of seasons for him. He talks about the fitness then. I think the last couple of seasons, the injuries hasn't been as bad. I think it was more when I broke my leg and stuff, but I think the last couple of seasons, last season, the season before last, sorry, I was involved in 33, 34 games. So last season, I'd a couple of small niggles but it wasn't anything serious so I think mentally I feel good 
So up to 2020, played 30, 35 games, Barry, in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, I was just going back. That's the only kind of injury I remember was mm. the Everton one. I was actually watching the game when he when he suffered the injury. It was a horrendous one. But he came back fine for that. And as he just mentioned there, the first season at Crystal Palace, been involved in the 33, 34 games. I think last season it was about 19. Correct me yep. if I'm wrong there. Yep. I, I'm not yep. too sure around about that. So... He's got football in the legs. Um, the only issue that's going to Celtic have going to have is he's not been training with a team. It's okay to go and do your own running, keep a level of fitness, but when you get into pre-season, you need to be training with a squad and a, a group of players. So he's playing a bit of catch-up, but listen, you've got fitness coaches and sports scientists. And How long that will, will that take him to catch-up? It'll take long if he's been looking after himself, Paul, which I, I presume he has been, because um, footballers nowadays, have, uh, you've got to look after your body. A week or two weeks and he'll be up He'll be up and running. Young man, 19 years old. He scored the other week. He scored last night. Is Elil Abada. Scored the opener for Celtic. Here's the manager speaking about him. Yeah, very good. Um, he's, you know, from the first game, he's been really bright. You know, he's a very young player. He's got great composure, and particularly in that front third area. You know, he's got some intelligent movement. Um, scored a good goal and you know, could add a couple more tonight. So, yeah, pleased for him. He's, I mean, again, he's only 19 First time playing abroad as a young player and he's been thrown in and, uh, you know, he's a threat every game. So I think there's more to come from him. Abada and Furuhashi. What about Abada, first of all, Mark? What do you reckon? Early days, but so far so good. Yeah, I mean, he scored in two European games, uh, Paul, which is a good mark. And, and as you say, yeah, Celtic have paid three, three and a half million for him, but he's 19 years old, which is great. So of course there's going to be improvement. And, you know, of course, once you... you your coach and you get to know more the style of play you get to know more about your your strengths and weaknesses um, of your teammates so to come and make an impression like that at 19 years old is, is, is very very positive and he will get better and better Barry what about Furuhashi what do you make of him so far? I'll be honest with you I don't know too much about him but obviously Postacoglu does because um, he, he was playing in a league that he was managing in yep. Um Again, he was similar to Starfelt last week against Hearts. He just met up with the team at the hotel and um, Postacoglu said himself that he shouldn't have put him on, but he, he felt he, he just needed to, to, to break him in. Um, but last night was a big call, leaving Edward out and putting his big signing in. And he, he came up trumps and he, he scored. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he settles because it's always difficult coming for... Uh, foreign countries um, but listen he's got off to a real good start last night scoring in Europe it's a great point about the manager because he was under I'm not saying pressure in the in the long run but yeah he'd only been here for what five weeks mm-hmm. lost the first few games lost at Tynecastle the opening league game uh, and then he makes a decision to drop the star striker mm-hmm. the 20 million pound striker mm-hmm. um, but it worked out for him yeah I mean you're right he wasn't he's not under pressure Postacoglu but he had to get a win yeah. you know that, that this last night was um, competitive game number four and uh, without a victory so he had to get it it was important for him and it'll just take that wee bit of weight off his shoulders he can breathe a wee bit uh, more and then look to push on it'll instill um, some confidence um, and in terms of Edward Paul yes he left out the star striker but the star striker wasn't he playing like a star striker he wasn't he playing like a £20 million um, player uh, he's, he's faster already has become a liability at the club so it's now time to cash in to take the money and reinvest it wisely. And if Celtic, you know, what happened last season was they spent a lot of money but didn't spend it wisely. And the, the key now is when they've got their money, get the right types in. Get guys in. Listen, there's never a guarantee. 
but get the right types in and, and learn from the mistakes of, of this time last year. You just said Edward's a liability or could be a liability. He scored 23 goals last season in a terrible season for Celtic. Yeah, he was a top scorer on Scottish football. So there's no doubt he's got quality, but, and that's the frustrating part. Mm. He is a quality player. I think in, in, in the box, in big games, you know, games against Rangers, European games, very, very composed. A composed finisher, you know, that doesn't get uh, anxious in the round the box. That's the frustrating part because there's such a brilliant footballer in there but he's not shown it. He wants to be elsewhere and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be elsewhere. There's something wrong if your attitude's not right and your application's not right and you're you're letting down your club and your teammates. So when that's the case and we all know that that is the case that he wants to go then cash in and don't cash in in the last day of the window. Mm. Cash in now and give yourself a few weeks to go and get it right to get the right types in to replace him. Yeah, you've just got to accept look Looking at him and watching him, his mind's elsewhere. There's no doubt. He's I think his mind's set on going down to the Premier League. And the, the best things for both parties, both Edward and and Celtic, is to just let him go. Um, listen, don't let him go for for cheap. Obviously, for me, he's quality. But there's no doubt. Mark just mentioned there in big games, he's come up. Big players come up, uh, give you big moments, and he's certainly done that over the course for Celtic. But looking at him, his body language. Better just trying to get a deal done, bring the money in, and then, as Mark mentioned earlier, reinvest it in some strikers. Because six or seven months ago, you were saying he could be a top I, six club I, in I, England. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll argue anybody, I think he has got so much quality. I do, I think he's a, a quality player, but his mind's just set on going, and that happens in football. Listen, he's came to Celtic, he's done well for me. He can play in the English Premier League, no doubt about it. Why is it Brighton that's in for him? We heard about Crystal Palace, maybe, but not one of the big ones. Okay, Man City, we know what's happening. They're trying to get Harry Kane, they've got Jack Grealish or whatever. Um, Mark, you're not surprised it's not one of the bigger clubs? I, pr- I probably am a wee bit, Paul, particularly if, if, if the fee is somewhere, you know, 15 to 20 million pounds. It's a hell of a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money for clubs mm. um, down south. So probably I'm a wee bit surprised. Um, but would, would, would Brighton be a good one for I, I like Brighton I like Graham Potter Billy Reid's in beside him I think they play some good football um, sometimes I think they, they overdo it a wee bit and I find that a wee bit frustrating um, but they're maybe looking to, exp- to go a wee bit more expansive again try and create more chances you know Edward's a guy that likes to be busy he'll, he'll not be wanting to play for a team that, that that's backs to the wall so look, you never know what, what might emerge over the next two or three days somebody could come out the woodwork and go from but again it probably tells me when he's available for that kind of money um, you'll see a maximum £20 million and there's not more sniffed about that tells you that he's clearly not been impressive enough mm-hmm. Chelsea numbers... for example they want Lukaku or whatever I, yeah, but, I, I, I think yeah. an Arsenal yeah. or Leicester would suit him yeah. a team like that who like to get the ball down like certainly the way Leicester play um, and also Arsenal so I, I'm surprised it's Brighton I think mm. Brighton will suit him I don't think I don't think it does Brighton their style of play not for him no yep. or him but not the, for them we're going to come back on that just after the news right. it's 6 o'clock coming up the Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from 5 weekend well and truly underway Paul Cooney Mark Greedy Barry Ferguson we're here every night of the week as you know Monday to Friday and we're on the YouTube channel Go Radio you can get some of the clips of last night earlier in the week too and we're on this Sunday. We're on from two till five, most of the games then. But tomorrow, St Mirren up against Hearts. Hearts, a good start last weekend, obviously, getting all the points against Celtic. And St Mirren, the 2-2 draw with Dundee. So that should be a good game. Dundee United up against Rangers, 12.30 tomorrow. Here's the manager, Stephen Gerrard, looking forward 
to the game against United. I watched the game that they played up at Petrodri last week. Just my view and my opinion is it looks as if they're going to try and play a little bit more football out from the back. Charlie Mulgrew has gone into the back four. He was a footballing type defender. Personnel-wise, they're not very much different from last year, but every manager tries to put their own stamp on things. Um, and the evidence in the first 90 minutes is they're going to try and open up and try and play a little bit more in terms of the build. Having said that, there's still battle to be won. Um, it's a game we're going to have to be ready for mentally. And we're going to have to go to... Tanadise and put in a real strong performance first and foremost, win the battles and win the rivalry first and then allow our quality to take over. Barry, they've had a few days rest though after the match against Marmo. Yeah, Marble. plenty of days yeah. rest, three full days. Um, so that will not be an excuse. I'm sure he'll make a few changes, Paul. Um, Riff's back, Kamara's back, Morelos is back. Um, I don't know if Aribo's back yet. So I'd imagine he'll make three or four changes, but it's always a tough place to go, Tanadise, no matter if they'd a... Uh, a bad result up at Petodre. They didn't play really well, um, but I'm sure the, the new manager will have Dundee United right up for it because Rangers is a scout. Do you worry for Dundee United? Mickey Mellon did well in his first season? Yeah, I think Yeah, I think if you asked Mickey, he would have liked to have done a bit better. Um, but listen, it's an opportunity but a young manager. Um, Dundee United have gave a young manager with not a lot of experience an opportunity. And you, you like to see people do well. Um, but listen, it's a tough job. Dundee United... Um, not got a lot of finances. Um, it's been that's been made public. Uh, but listen, I think in time, if he's given time, I think he'll do okay. Great to see the fans back in as well there at Tannadice. And obviously Tuesday night at Ibrox, there's going to be fifty thousand mark at Celtic on Sunday. They play against Dundee. It's going to be what twenty three and a half thousand because that's just before the restrictions lift on Monday. And then there's going to be what. 60,000, 55,000 for the match next week against Yablonex. Or will it? It's not on the season ticket, is well, it? Well, they're charging money, um, Paul, which you know, I think some Celtic supporters are, are you know, disappointed um, about. You can understand Celtic's point yeah. of view. You've got to go and earn and, and, and capitalise, um, particularly in European games. But I think from a Celtic fan's point of view, a number of kind of expressed disappointment as in you know Celtic fans put in hundreds and hundreds thousands and thousands of pounds individually last season for no games they've played again this summer when you know things weren't st still not quite sure what direction things are going um, with the club to, to an extent so um, you can see absolutely see both sides but for me Paul um, Celtic um, I think that they, they should have been uh, looking after their season ticket holders more with this game against the uh, you're blowing it rather than um, than charging. But surprising, Barry. Yeah, the price nineteen pound. Mm. Yep. Well, listen, I, I think fans would understand if they had to charge maybe seven fifty or whatever. Um, and we know how difficult it's been for a lot of people during this pandemic. People losing jobs. But Matt made a good point. The Celtic fans have still put the money into the the club. They've still went and bought their season books. So I can totally understand why the fans ain't happy at paying £19. Can I ask you a question? Yes. The JRG, the Joint Response Group, oh. have decided that social distancing among players in Scotland is to remain. What does that mean, Barry? In, in the bubble? It means you can't get everybody in the same dressing room. It means if you travel away from home, you need to use two separate team buses. Um, so it's not ideal when everything's changing on Monday. But in terms of a football side of things, um, you're still been told to keep the, the two metre distance um, is everyone very, double vaccinated? no no, no, no. That, that every player has had their first vaccination there's a few it's, had, it's been double vaccinated um, but it's no idea I like the players being yeah. together mm -hmm. um, and as I say as we're doing the 
be testing three times a week and they're coming back negative they're still not allowed in the same dressing room so we're having to use three separate dressing rooms which is no ideal because you want a bit of spirit building you want guys in the same dressing room having a laugh and a joke so it's no ideal and it was surprising when the secretary um, sent me an email yesterday and we had a chat last night about it it's disappointing but listen we just need to go on mate it's not just our club it's every single club sure. and I know they're saying it's for safety we want to look after people of course yeah. we do and it's a horrendous thing but the sooner the better for footballers they're in that bubble anyway. yeah, but, yeah. But Paul I get it there's, there's a duty of care yep. towards sure. the country and towards the, the sport that said what I don't understand is if the country and the whole is allowed to move on there's mm. a significant strides going to be made as from Monday yep then why is football still stuck where it's been uh, for a while? And apart from me, I get that the bonding, the, te- the team spirit and togetherness, yeah. but the financial hardship again mm-hmm. is costing more more money to, to do this. The team buses? The yeah, buses. You know, if you're going to go and stay over, you could maybe, you know, twin up rooms. You can't, you, mm-hmm. you can't all, all the wee different things that that, mm-hmm. um, that add up. You know, you've seen, you know, we've come through the last 18 months and Touchwood will continue, but we thought we were going to lose clubs, you know, yep. and, and we haven't uh, so far. But I, I just find it a bit strange that the country's moving on on Monday, but football's mm. staying where it is. I'm, I'm not quite sure about that. Mm. To be fair, the money that came from the government and the Premiership then, uh, Rangers, I think it was 3.2 million, Aberdeen, 3.19 million, almost the same. Uh, everyone has taken advantage of it, apart from Celtic. They said no. Um, so, you know, Celtic might say that's why they are charging there. It's difficult for everyone, isn't it? It has been the toughest time. We're getting closer to the end of this and coming out of it, but it's taken a long time. And I feel for the clubs like Alloa, the money being spent, and it was the same for you at Kelty Hearts. Yeah, just the simple fact is we're testing before we come in, so the players ain't allowed to come in to the building until they they produce a negative test. Um, So if they're negative, I don't see the reason why the players can't be in the, the same dressing room because it, it's not just us. I think every club, you make a lot of new signings. You want to get everybody getting to yeah. know mm-hmm. each other really well because that's important um, as a football team, mm-hmm. uh, getting to integrate new players and, and whatever. So it was disappointing when we get the news through. But listen, it's rules and we just got to stick by them. Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, Paul Cooney and your calls on 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Let's go on the lines tomorrow, Celtic Dundee, no, on Sunday, Hibs Ross County, Livy against Aberdeen, and also on Sunday, St. Johnson against Motherwell. Ryan, a St. Johnson fan, is on. Ryan, will you be at the match on Sunday? No. no I'll not. be at the match on Sunday, but I'll be at the match on Thursday, uh, that's for sure. I'm waiting for a ticket. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. Right, what about last night? Mark Guidi was there. You can ask him anything you want. How proud were you of your team last night? 1-1 with Galatasaray. Unbelievably proud. I, I, honestly, the whole 90 minutes, I was pinching myself because just to see Saints playing a five-star team with a squad value of 86 million quid, it's it's surreal. It's things you, that you, you play on the PlayStation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not things that you see, yeah. see in, a, in a real-life situation. Um, and uh, every, every, every man played Brilliant. We had to ride our luck a bit. Obviously, they were going to pressure pressure us, and that was that was inevitable. That was going to happen. Um, but Saints do what Saints do best, and we defend well, and we we stay tight as a group. And and what a what a result! I mean, oh, it was. I still can't believe it. It was just another another fairy tale in the St. Johnson's upcoming season. 
Yeah, and obviously they were down to ten men. The goalkeeper, Barry, that was a it was crazy, wasn't yeah, it? But d- yeah, but just going away for that. Just yeah. listen to Ryan. What it means to Ryan. Yeah. Um, yeah. The St. Johnson players. I don't know. Mark would be able to correct me here. I would imagine it's a lot of their debuts in mm-hmm. in Europe. Um, and to go to a team like Galatasaray look we know Galatasaray ain't the team of 10 years ago who were um, certain to be in the, the group stages of the Champions League but they're still a, they're, I mean Ryan just mentioned their £86 million their, their team um, was bought for so what, I, I was absolute buzzing when I came off the training I seen the result on the way home and I was absolute buzzing for St Johnson because just to the simple fact that I spoke to Callum at the start of the season, they had a tough start, but the turn of Christmas, uh, a double. Brilliant. And then he's carried it on through pre-season and fantastic result. And I just hope they can finish it off next Thursday. It's still going to be tough, but I think it's going to be a full house at McDermott Park, so they've got every chance and every opportunity and I hope they do it. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I think it's in the hands of uh, the Perth and Ken Ross uh, Council at the moment, Ryan, in terms of the... the what the capacity is going to be, but you know, for, you know, eight, nine, ten thousand, uh, every ticket will be taken. They'll be swinging from the rafters, I'm sure, inside McDermott Park last night. It was, mm. it was uh, a privilege to be there um, in Istanbul last night. It was brilliant atmosphere uh, inside the stadium. Uh, you know, the Galatasaray fans are usual. They're, they're hardcore. Were, um, you know, booing and uh, hissing the, the St. Johnson players at every opportunity, but they, they managed to withstand it, put in a terrific performance only their second competitive game um, of the season and, and that heat you know with their backs to the wall for long stages of the game it really was um, you know great credit to Callum to his backroom staff you know Stephen McLean Alec Cleland Paul Mathers you know all chipping in to to get things you know absolutely spot on for last night and as Barry said I, I think apart from two or three of them um, that would have been the, the, the European debut certainly for for the back three um, as you know how solid they are uh, Liam Gordon Jason Kerr <coughs> excuse me and Jamie McCart once again absolutely brilliant and I think also a special mention for Xander Clark and the goals two outstanding saves and um, he's got to be now he must be in the thoughts of Steve Clark mm. um, for a for a Scotland um, squad place I think there could be I think there could be a slight change in the guard uh, in terms of just you know the, the three goalkeepers there might be one vacancy coming up for the games um, next month and uh, Xander Clark would have to be to be right in there because I think Steve Clark you want to measure as you can players that can play in Europe and if you look at Xander Clark now with you know more than 300 senior games under his belt and producing saves like that then I think he'd be a good addition to the Scotland squad Ryan what would you say about your keeper for Scotland? Oh, 100% I mean if you even look back to the semi-final against Rangers Xander Clark won that hands down himself and that's a keeper Um as I said, I've been on the the show to these guys. I was disappointed that he never he never got a wee call up for the Euros, but that's it's one of the things. I mean, if you look at his record, he's had umpteen clean sheets last season. He's been doing it consistently, and that's what you want. You want a consistent player, and he's been doing it. I mean, that save last night was world class. You cannot deny that it was world class. I mean, the fact that he probably knew that he was going to take a clatter from McCann on the line, and that boy's header to actually tip that on the bar was. It was, it was sublime. It was an unbelievable save. But aye, he's got he's got he's got to be he's got to be in his spot, surely. I would say. Not sure how he's through keeper. that beard. It's getting longer. And, <laughs> is that a lucky charm? Does anyone know? It seems to be. But but it, why yeah. should he not be considered? Because he's been so consistent last year. As, as Ryan just mentioned, there he, he, he was a, a big player during both cup runs yep. and winning both cups. I mean, a lot of people always just focus on the outfield players. 
he did come up with big saves at big mm -hmm. times and mm -hmm. in, in the games. And last night again, playing against Galatasaray away mm -hmm. from home, Mark was there. It was absolute sweltering heat. Um, he must have been sweating with that beard. Um, so uh, brilliant. I, I think he's got every chance of getting called up. I really do. Who's going to drop out? Do you think so? Is it, is it David Marshall? No, I, I think Gordon, you know, he's got to be in the thoughts. He'll yeah. be in the thoughts. I, I think maybe, you know, I think sometimes you, you find situations like, for example, if you take John McLaughlin, mm -hmm. um, who's not a regular starter for Rangers, who is very much the, the number three for Scotland. I think there kind of comes a cycle, and, and Barry will have seen it over the years as well, where, where guys know that if you're not second choice, your third choice, going away for long periods, eventually you just think, well, it's time for me. Mm -hmm. To stand uh, down, yeah. I've done my bit. I'm in my thirties now, etc., etc., etc. So look, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure maybe for someone like John McLaughlin, they might be thinking, you know, I've, I've done my bit. You see what you're saying there about third choice? That, that was David Marshall yeah. for a yeah. long time, yeah. and it would have been easy. Mm. Mark's just saying there for Big Mars to say, I've, I've had enough. I'm not going away for ten days, going away for the family. He stuck with it, and that's why a lot of people were delighted for him. Um, obviously, with that saving in Serbia um, and he became the number one for Scotland Ryan what about uh, Sunday then you've got Motherwell and, and you know they did well last weekend for much of the game against uh, Aberdeen then they, they lost uh, against Hibs what do you think on Sunday how are you going to do um, I think personally I think it'll be a draw I think mm. we've got the eye on the European competition I think mm. I think I think. in my opinion if, um, they might drop a few few players um, rest them, keep them for Thursday. Um, because if we beat Galatasaray, that's to me would mean more than one game. Um, because that's that's the, that's the, that's the glamour tie. Um, everybody's been talking about since John with Galatasaray last night. It's unbelievable. So yeah. if we take a draw. I'll be happy. Um, we get a win, even better. Um, obviously Motherwell didn't do well when they were up and then yeah. they, they lost. Yeah. And so there is there is there is a gap, but. If, you take a draw I'll be, I'll be quite happy and can, hopefully go for Thursday and take the win can you, keep your, can you keep your best players do you think this season enough of them <sighs> Alan McCann last night no yeah. chance mm -hmm. definitely not he mm -hmm. was I mean yeah again he's just each bigger game that comes the better he's becoming mm -hmm. um, unbelievable <laughs> I couldn't believe how well he was playing last night it was unbelievable um, but they, they've just got to keep performing and, and I'm sure the big moves will come Um Ali McCann I hope I hope we keep them mm -hmm. I do I hope but we, we are a selling club we've got to be if, if, if the right club comes in with the right enough money then and everyone is say, in Scotland yeah right yeah yeah. how much do you think he's worth I know you don't want him to go well is he 5 million performance last night why not why not 5 million plus yeah I mean Aberdeen have said about Lewis Ferguson he's not going they wouldn't let him go certainly at 3 million at Watford maybe just over 3 million so Ali McCann, what do you think, Mark? He's an international as yeah. well. Yeah. Remember, why not? Look, all I would say is, I mean, Steve Brown, as you know, Ryan, the St Johnson chairman, said after the cup final um, that if if um, if uh, Ali McCann's leaving, then it have to be for a club record. The club record fee at the moment is still Callum Davidson, one point seven five million. Um, to Blackburn. Uh, to Blackburn, Blackburn Rovers 20 Rose. years, tw 20 years right? more than 20 years ago yeah, I thought it was still... Ali McCoyce maybe yeah. when he went to Rangers <laughs> <laughs> so that's still the, that's still the club record so yeah. but you're, you're right you know I'm saying you know I'll, I'll say it yeah. now if Ali McCann if somebody gets Ali McCann mm. at, at that record at, at, say let's round up to 2 million quid he's a steal 
He's a steal at two million. They wouldn't sell him. For he's two, not. Would he? He's not a gamble. No. He's not a gamble because he's proved it in a tough league, mm-hmm. the Scottish Premier League. Mm-hmm. You need to go to difficult places, difficult stadiums mm-hmm. to to produce. And listen, he's a cup winner. He proved it last mm-hmm. night in Europe. But he's playing in the big stage, international level, with with, with good players. Um, so I, I have no doubt that people will be on the phone to St Johnson mm. to try and to get him because for 2 million quid I, I think it's a snip at 2 million quid Celtic fans are coming on the socials saying why is he, why is Celtic not moving in 2 million in the scheme of things you know they played paid what nearly 5 million for a Yeti this time last year Mark all day look, look there, 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 there's, yeah. there's no doubt if Ali McCann you can get him at 2 million quid it's a it's a steal he's a quality player yeah. Barry knows better than me so that's it's, that, it's his position Um but apart from that too, he's a terrific professional, a good young boy, you know, that wants to learn. There's there's, there's no egos about him. That's see, an important part of it see, as well. I, I thought physically he struggled about a year and a half, two years ago, but physically he's mature now, you can see it. Um, and that was the side of the game that I just thought he had to maybe work on, but that would come by age. That's now there, because there's no doubt he can play the game. Um, so, like £2 million, pound. snap. Great call. Ryan... Barry's face you lit up Barry when you heard him speaking with such pride about St Johnson that was good to see and hopefully yeah, you, listen, you the, the and they deserve it yeah. they, they deserve it because it's always okay. in Europe it's about Rangers and Celtic isn't it what, what a, I just hope they finish the job off look it's a great result yeah. but it's only half time just hope they finish it off next Thursday Ryan thanks a lot The Go Radio Football Show talking football first listen live weeknights from five Go Radio Football Show Friday evening Barry Ferguson on fire tonight Mark Guidi too uh, a long flight back from Istanbul but you're up in a week did you get some sleep for a short time when you on came back in, what I, time I, you, I, yep. I, can, I can sleep in a, a plane Paul no problem at all I back can in just Glasgow. Ball, yep, go yep. in a light yep. um, so yeah no problem at all and uh, it was roast absolutely roasting over in uh, Istanbul as you as you could imagine and we but, heard you beforehand it was only what 8,000 last 8, 000, night but it sounded like 80,000 ah, it was, it, it was yeah. good a good atmosphere you know it was it was proper a proper European um, tie but as I said it, it was a brilliant result for St George not, not wanting to dampen it in any nope. shape or form but but it is only halfway there's a massive yeah. job to be done but with the, the backing of the St Johnson supporters on Thursday night Callum Davidson these players have a right good chance Celtic looking well on the way Barry 4-2 away from home Celtic go through to the next round you reckon? yeah I don't see any problems um, look, they were they were a better team last night. You, you listen to Postecoglou's. Um, they controlled the first thirty-five minutes, and then they took their foot off the gas. But listen, if they're on it next week, um, they they coast through into the next round. What about the goalkeeper? The manager spoke about Joe Hart. You know, I just think we don't have time to waste. Um, you know, we brought these guys in for a reason. Joe felt good about starting tonight. He, you know, he's had, he's had a pre-season, so there wasn't anything. Uh, sort of fitness-wise we needed to worry about. Uh, and look, he'll get better understanding of the game. I mean, he didn't have a lot to do tonight. He pulled off you know, one important save right at the end. Um, you know, he'll get a better understanding of how we want to play and um, better understanding of sort of the way we want to defend. Um, so um, I'm sure that experience will, will help him with that. Mark, could he have the effect on the Celtic team that a big English goalkeeper had uh, just what four or five years ago the first time round and then when he came back a couple of years ago yeah. like Fraser Foster yeah I mean I, I think Joe Hart um, could really work out to be a brilliant signing um, for Celtic I, I really do he's what 34 yep. um, nothing really for no, a goalkeeper uh, yeah. it's not and you know uh, sometimes I think if, you know you want to prove people wrong I think that can get overused sometimes mm. but I think in his case 
he will. I mean, he's coming to a massive football club. He's coming to an opportunity to play in front of 60,000 fans every week. He's coming to help a club go and win the title back uh, against, you know, Stephen Gerrard, a guy who'd have been a, a teammate, no doubt, at international level. So he'll come with that determination. He's a Premier League winner with Man City. Mm. Played with Barry as a kid mm. at Birmingham City. He had a couple of dodgy spells at, at Burnley and West Ham, but that doesn't make him a bad goalkeeper. It's about being focused. It's about getting games under his belt. Stevie Woods is a brilliant goalkeeping coach. So I think he'll, he'll work well with, with Stevie Woods. Uh, will he be an asset? Yes, he will, Paul. And I've always said, you look across the city at Alan McGregor last season, look mm. what Celtic had before that, Fraser Foster. For me, is, is, is Joe Hart the best that Celtic can get in that position, taking everything into account? Yeah, I said last week, if the right goalie became available at seven, eight million, then go and buy him. Mm. Joe Hart really is a seven and eight million pound goalkeeper. Easy. You know, he's got 75 England caps. He's played at World Cups. So he will come here and do really, really well and he'll bring a calmness to a new defence that's going to settle in. There'll be a new partner for Starfelt. There's been a new right back, potentially a new left back as well. It could be a whole new back five by the end of this transfer window. And Joe Hart will be key to it and I think it's a good move by the club. Barry, 75 yeah. England caps, you don't get that for nothing. Can he do it now? That's the question, but you know him well. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt he... Look, he keeps himself in good condition. That's one of the things he done when, when I played with him at, at Birmingham. As I'd mentioned before on the show, he was um, a really hard trainer. First in in the morning, last away. And listen, he's not played a lot of football the last uh, three years. So it would have been easy. What I like about it, it would have been easy for Joe to stay at Tottenham and say he's a Premier League player on treble money. He's made the decision, no, do you know what? I'm 34 now. I want to go and play. And he's come up here to go and, no proof, just go and show that he is a top goalkeeper and he is a top goalkeeper yep it's highlighted as goalkeepers when they make mistakes there was all a lot made of it when he was at Man City mm. um, but listen he's been to Torino in loan West Ham in loan he's been at Burnley he's now at Tottenham they don't sign bad goalkeepers and is it fair to say you're not up against the Mo Salahs here you're not up against Harry Kane or is that unfair to Scottish strikers this is tough up here yeah. Yeah. It's a tough you league. always say that yeah, it's yeah. a tough league to play listen I've seen many players come big money signings and, and you go to Fir Parts and Easter Roads and Tynecastle and because they're, they're on on top of you the pitches are tighter they're not like bowling greens that are light down in uh, the English Premier League um, so it's a tough place to play it's alright at home but when you go away from home it's a, a different ball game um, but listen knowing Joe as I do um, the thing that I like about it is he's come up here to play he's not happy to sit on the bench and he wants to, to go and play football and I'm sure he'll turn out to be a real good signing for Celtic Any more signing news? There's speculation about uh, Itakaru Do you think he might be coming to Celtic? The loan, co, the loan from Man City Yep Paul yeah, Well they need another central defender um, so Itakaru I'm sure is a name in the frame you know, we all, we're all well aware of the, of the, the relationship that exists between Celtic and Man City or Celtic in the City group however you want to put it um, so yeah there's no doubt I would, I would imagine he's a name in the frame whether he's right for it I'm sure now when he, when he's assessing central defenders I think Ben Davis has, be, has been mentioned um, again at, at Liverpool they tried to get from Preston he's not going to get a game is no, he? no no yeah. so, and, and Liverpool have just spent 35 million a player from Ren. Joe Gilmers is back um, Virgil van Dijk's back mm -hmm. so there could be a vacancy there um, at, at Liverpool to bring to bring him in uh, the, the fellow at Spurs Vickers um, as well so I think it'll be it'll be assessing who potentially is, is a partner for Starfelt out of all the options mm -hmm. Paul because they bought Starfelt he's in they've spent 4 million quid so he is a first choice player 
who would complement him the best that's got to be taken into the equation as well Japan went out they lost to Spain in extra time so for the third place in the Olympics so that's uh, they're saying that this timeline could be brought forward for mm -hmm. Itakaru um, defender at Man City we'll see we'll keep you right up to date it's going to be it's going to be a lot to go we're only in the what the 6th of August so there's still a long way to go before the transfer deadline it won't be Jim's uh, yellow tie but uh, it's going to be so much happening I remember yeah, yeah. one of my favourite transfer when we were talking earlier about Copenhagen and, and, and it was Barry um, got Rangers into the Champions League against Copenhagen then yep. a couple of days later down the road mm -hmm. and signed for, for Blackburn Rovers mm -hmm. job done for Rangers got the money then got a massive uh, transfer fee six or seven million uh, pounds and uh, mm -hmm. when it was at the Sunday Mail we went down and the day you were signing and, and, and got the, I, I, the didn't, I didn't want to do any negotiations or whatever because I knew I, I had to go mm -hmm. but I says I ain't doing anything until because it, it's no fair in, in Rangers as a club and, it, and most importantly it's no fair in my teammates that I go away and start talking to um, teams are doing negotiations so I waited to after it because then you take the, the chance there's only 48 hours that things could break down um, so no I remember it it was it was an emotional night that but the main thing was getting Rangers into the, the group stages of the Champions League but what about for you for Barry Ferguson it was your boyhood team and you didn't want to go no it, listen it just worked out in a strange way um, but I had to focus on one thing and that was doing my job for the team mm -hmm. and that's what I'd done and they got, we, we got into the Champions League and we spoke about it earlier on it was a like Copenhagen we were the firm favourites mm -hmm. this will be a, a strong apart it, it, it wasn't a strong apart if you remember Copenhagen right. it was a tough yeah. game Parking Stadium yep, yep. He's moving, away, he's, he's moving away from him there. We're interested in you, Barry, how, because we became them because you had to move down the road, down the M74, and you didn't want to go. You didn't want to go from Rangers at that point, but you, you, you did take one for the team, didn't you? Rangers got the money for you. It was big money. Yep, and it was important yep. they got the money. Yep. And they moved to, to Graham Souness. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was an eye-opener. <laughs> um, tough customer, some real similar um, to Walter Smith. Some character, well, well, two guys. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? Yeah, you wouldn't want to back, go. Barry. You, I know you didn't want to go and Rangers, your team, all that. But you were ready for something different. We know, we know, ready to go and see. I, I want to go and taste it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had to know. do it at some stage. Yeah. Um, probably, if I'm being honest, it wasn't the right club. No. Um, listen, the fans were brilliant with me. The 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 place, the the people who worked on about the club. But Graham Souness was the the pool. Yeah. I remember as a young kid coming up, he was um, one of the well. Sure. one of the best midfielders ever to be produced um, so that that was a big pull maybe the wrong club at the wrong time but was it because Man United wanted you there were so many other big although uh, for the younger listeners they were a big big club they, they, they won the, yeah, the they Premier were, League they, yeah. they'd won the, the League Cup as well they were top mm -hmm. six we had a lot yeah. of I mean a lot of top players yeah. Dwight York Andy Cole yeah. Brad Friedel um Shearer guy. was there before um, before you Sutton yep. Shearer I'm not that old Paul. no I said Come before on. you Duff, I know was Damien yeah. Duff there no, he, he away just left to, to, um, to Chelsea for about, he yeah. left about for about 25-30 million yep. pound Brad Friedel Lucas Neal no yep that was a right back um, Brad Friedel in goals Lucas Neal um, Craig Short Craig Short yeah yep. um, David Thompson uh -huh. Liverpool Aye, yep. um, Blackburn two guy um, Dwight York Andy Cole um, Matt Janssen aye 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 so there was, there was a lot of top players at Blackburn. 
Great to hear about it, Pat. You do love it, Mark, isn't it? It's great to hear the insight of what happened Aye, oh, on those days. It's not that long ago we remember it, and I knew they were before your time. What about Lionel Messi? Is he going from Barcelona? So the five-year deal, then half wages, it was still a quarter of a million a week, wasn't it? But they say no, it's not being allowed. La Liga yeah. say no, financial fair play. Is he really going? Listening to some of it today. And where is he going to go? Is it PSG? Uh, who else could afford him? Would Chelsea come in for him? Is it possible it's Man City? I, I don't know how it works with the, the FFP, mm -hmm. um, Paul. How you know strict Financial it is, but I, I just I did watch the uh, Laporte, the, the, the mm. Barca president, um, today, and you could tell he was heartbroken, and they've yeah. tried every way to make the deal work, and they said that, that Messi wanted to try it as well. It was basically a two-year contract, but the money over the two two years was going to be spread over five. But La Liga wouldn't allow it. Right. You can do that in other countries, mm. but you can't do it um, in Spain. Um, and then a part of me was thinking just as a football guy I'd have loved like Messi to say oh, do you know what I'll always play here for nothing in a way just uh -huh. to, to, to yeah. see it out but he's wanted something I don't know is he going to end up at PSG I know I know that's me being naive it's been a late night for yeah, him it's been, been, been naive <laughs> but you know I just no. thought I know what you mean when yeah. you find a way so can he go to Man City yeah can he go to Man City I just would, can't imagine him you know? playing with another team mm -hmm. You're that used to him playing really? with, with, with Barcelona, but I, I watched Laporta, I watched it on, on Sky Earl, uh, can't even say it, earlier on in the afternoon, mm. and he was heartbroken. Ah, yeah, he was. You could see that he was just, mm. he was gutted that they couldn't sort a deal out. Um, so where do you think he will go back? If he's the going, The only two, well, three teams I can imagine, Abramovich at Chelsea can afford it, mm -hmm. Man City obviously can afford it, but I'm the same as Mark with financial fair play, PSG, yeah is another one I don't know how it works but they're the three clubs that kind of spring to mind yeah, I don't know can he go to the MLS is that something would they leave that a year or two is that a bit early for I the think MLS too early. I think he's got yeah. still another two or three years um, in him to play at the top level Man United we haven't mentioned them you know the Glazers I don't know it depends you know it's depends how much he's looking for and how, and how you how you can how you can work it I, I don't know you know for well for example in England are you allowed to sign them for two years but spread the wages over five? I, I don't know. It depends know, yeah. what kind of loopholes there are, yeah. um, Paul. But I mean, I've, I've never thought that. But that sounds brilliant to Man United, Lionel Messi playing for, for Man United. Because yeah. I, I want to see Man United getting back in there and or Matt, or Leo Messi playing for Liverpool. Liverpool. Because I think City are kind of pulling away again and yeah. I, want to, I want to see it kind of I mean, getting closer to make it a title race down there. If he had a year or two left in his contract, what would you pay for him? What now? So I said, yeah, what, is he, he 34 he, now? 30? Yeah, you're talking 150 million. Well, if Jack Grealish is 100 million, albeit he's, he's 10 yeah, years so younger, yeah. you, I think if you and bear in mind your endorsements, your jerseys, mm -hmm. all the stuff that comes with it, yeah, you, you're 100 million minimum, if not so 200 million. You're getting million him on a free, Messi. so. Mm -hmm. If you get the image rights and all the rest, because yeah. he's, he's a huge brand, he's bigger he's, than most. What a player. I, I could watch countries. him. All day. Uh, he's amazing, isn't he? But oh, it, was, it came oh, on last night, just as we came off air. James came in and said, Leo Messi, he's going. But is he going? Yeah. I think, well, I, I can't see. I think it looks as though Barcelona have explored every avenue mm. to make it work. You know, again, not unless it's some massive PR thing and they're going to. You, Paul, I think you've got that look in your eye. You see well, some Laporte, kind of PR you know, thing that's well, going, to, uh, yeah. going to become the new hero and, and wield him in and, and London. Well, he came back in, didn't he, into power? What last year, mm -hmm. Laporte? He was in charge when Celtic played them and did mm -hmm. so well in 2004. Yes. And he was president. Then he lost that position. He's back there. 
Hugely ambitious, successful man. They, they must be in some financial mess, Barcelona. Yeah, they're raging about the Super League not happening. The European, mm. they really wanted it to happen along with Real Madrid Real and Madrid Juventus and all the rest. So mm. there's so much in the go. Maybe it was La Liga and UEFA getting back at them. I don't know. Beyond our pay grade, isn't it? But so no where's chance. he going then? Who's he signing for? Is he coming for? Is he coming to Rangers? Celtic? Is it anywhere? <laughs> what about Aberdeen? The wages there. I see your brother, right? Can we talk about this? Your brother apparently has been talking, and he was asked about the wages of Derek, and uh, they mentioned five hundred pounds a week or whatever. He was basically saying that uh, there's a gentleman's agreement that he would be Lewis could go from the club if there was the right money coming in. I think maybe three million, and it's not the case because it's serious business for Lewis. Although he's flourishing at the moment. He's yeah, that, well. listen, I, I think it's helped help we obviously Scott Brown arriving, mm. like patrolling in the centre of the midfield, allowing Lewis to get forward, which I think's a big part of his game. Yeah. Um, and he thrives on it, and I think he can get goals in midfield because he's a strong runner, he's a powerful player, Lewis, um, and I like him further forward in the midfield. But in terms of... They've rejected two bids for Lewis. I'm not surprised. I, th I thought he was off it a wee bit last year, but listen, uh, he was playing deep, deeper. Um, he was a deep line midfielder in, in the Aberdeen team. I don't think it suits him, but I think you're starting to see the, the best of him, albeit it's early on in the season. Um, but listen, will he go? It depends on Aberdeen. I've got a valuation put on his head. If nobody matches that, they're adamant he ain't going anywhere. More on that, and also we'll preview the weekend games coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show, talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Full card this weekend tomorrow, Dundee United against Rangers, St Mirren against Hearts. We'll get the predictions of Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi next. Here's Stephen Gerrard speaking. Another insight into what goes on behind the scenes at the Champions and at major clubs. So many people involved in being a manager. It's non-stop. It's not just about coming into work and doing a group session and then waiting for the next game. We're very much a, a coaching staff that has one-to-one -one meetings where we have certain coaches who look after certain units. For example, I'm sitting down with two midfielders after this press conference in terms of going over clips and individual stuff. So it is non-stop uh, around the clock in terms of you know giving everyone uh, the, the support that they need and making sure we can try and improve all these players in any way, shape or form we can. So yeah, there's a lot of detail, a lot of time that goes into it. And then thankfully, I've got a real staff who are, who are thorough with everyone. Hopefully that comes out in our performances because that's what it's about at the end of the day. Barry, you know all about it, running a football club, no matter what size, it says it's non-stop for the manager. Yeah, it's 24-7, even if you're part-time. Um, you're non-stop on the phone, you're planning and preparing training sessions, who's injured, mm. what your team's going to be um, in the Saturday game. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty much full on. Um, and I love that wee bit there that you just mentioned there. It's important that you spend a bit of time. Certainly that's what I do with the midfielders because um, that's the position I played. I try to guide them and help them on things that they can maybe improve on. Um, so the Rangers midfielders have got nobody better than Steven Gerrard. What a midfielder um, he was. So it's great to hear that. Um, and I'm very much right into that kind of stuff. I think it's important that you do. It's hard to spend time on them every single day, um, but the more you do it, I think the more you get out of the players. Mark, what's going to happen tomorrow? Let's kick off then at the 12.30. Dundee United against Rangers. I think Rangers will win comfortably, Paul. We used the word comfortably on the show for the European game. I don't think that will be the case on, on Tuesday. I think it will be a nervy one. Um, but tomorrow... You know, I think the United for me looking at them, uh, I think they're they're going to be bottom three. I think they're going to be struggling to yeah. to to stay 
stay up. I think they're going to get they'll, they'll get pulled right in. Um, so I would imagine Rangers will go there and try and get the job done as quickly as possible. So that if he wants to bring a couple of players off with Tuesday night, um, in mind that will give uh, Stephen Gerrard the option to to do that. Barry, what do you reckon? It is away from home. It is away from home. Um, but it's early on in the season. The pitch will be like a bowling green. Um, so that that will help. And I think Rangers again, similar to what I think they'll do against Malmo, they'll come out the traps very quickly and try and get the game put to bed early. Um, and I think he'll freshen it up with two or three changes. Um, so I'm with Mark, I think Rangers by a couple of goals. On the socials, someone says, Hi guys, I'm a Rangers fan. I've watched a bit of St. Johnson. Well done last night. And uh, this listener says, Xander Clark would be a great signing for Rangers to understudy McGregor. So maybe for Alan McGregor. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. Look, yeah. Alan McGregor's um, not getting any younger. I know he still looks looks the part. He's, he's 39 now. But look, we spoke about Xander earlier on in yeah, the, the, sure. the show. He's, he's certainly somebody who has matured really well and he's maturing into a really good goalkeeper. Here's someone else on Danny on Twitter, a Celtic fan, I think, saying Rangers players panic when the crowd is there. They play better in empty stadiums. Let's see if they have the ball. You think it's a Celtic fan? <laughs> <laughs> well, the proof will be in the pudding yeah. um, come yeah. Tuesday night. Good answer. Mark? Yeah, Rangers, the Rangers players, I'm sure, will be able... Uh, to handle that uh, at all they've got, you know, you've got to see surely to goodness 50,000 uh, supporters in your stadium uh, has got to be a benefit not a hindrance yeah. um, so listen, they've got to use that to the advantage it's got to be a collective poll it, 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 you know you talk about a 12th man but it's true yeah. that is true mm. so you've got to be a 12th man what you don't want it to become is actually the crowd becomes uh, beneficial to the to their way hindrance so yeah, yeah so yeah. if Rangers don't get that early goal that Barry's talking about then be patient, you know, mm -hmm. just stay calm. Believe it, they've got to mirror what's on the pitch and just be calm and, you know, don't be anxious and don't let that filter through to the players um, on the pitch because you look at it, it took Rangers until the 95th minute mm -hmm. to, yep. to, to get something. So it shows you that it can just go all the way and see if it takes the 95th minute to get one goal on Tuesday night, then so be it because that yeah. keeps the tie. Yep, you're going to have extra time. You, yep. you take that. Looking forward to it. You yeah, listen, as a player. You're going to go on Tuesday? Can you go? Are you no, training? I'll be training. training. No, that's, yeah. that's... I know that comes goal. first. Yeah, yeah. That, that comes first. But listen, as a player, look, you've got the game tomorrow. Yep. You need to focus on that. But see, come after that game, finishes at Tanadice. Yep. You've got to be excited. Sure. Full house, Champions yep. League qualifier. At night, can't, can't beat it. St Mirren against Hearts tomorrow. Jim Goodwin, great season last year. Decent start last weekend, you know, 2-2. Two -two. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow, Barry? Um, I, I think that's... A draw. Mm -hmm. Yep. Another one each. Another draw. Yes. Mark? I, I probably fancy a, a draw for that one. Um as well. I think St. Mirren have recruited well. Um, you know, Hearts the two getting you know, getting the three points against Celtic last week was a terrific uh, boost uh, following for John Souter. But uh, I can see that being a I wouldn't be surprised if that's a two two tomorrow, Paul. Okay, the Desmond. Hibs against Ross County. Mark, <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon? Uh, what do you reckon there? Hibs, of course, the Hibs, Hibs yeah. Ross County. Uh, yeah, Drew. Hibs had a really good win um, on yeah. uh, Sunday. You mm. know, coming from behind uh, twice to to get the points. Um, so yeah, I think Hibs will have, have too much quality. I watched uh, Ross County last week. Malcolm McKay just starting to build with Stuart Taylor as his number two, just getting things in place. But at Easter Road, you've got to fancy Hibs. Mm -hmm. Barry? Yeah, Hibs for me. Hibs. Um, too yep. much quality. 
Livy against Aberdeen. So Livy beaten 3-0 by Rangers last week. Up against the Dons, 2-0 last weekend against United. Yep, yeah, I'm going to go for Aberdeen. Um, I think they'll have too much. The boy Ramirez up top yeah. really impressed me, banging another couple of goals in American. last night. Um, so, yep, I'm going for um, Aberdeen, even if they've been away from home. It's a short travel, an hour for Aberdeen into Iceland so I don't think that will come into consideration so for me Aberdeen to win the game Good to watch these days no shortage of goals with the Dons Yeah they, they are um, so I, I fancy Aberdeen as well you know J. Emmanuel Thomas going back mm-hmm. to Livingston um, too as you say Ramirez looking the part um, Scott Brown um, and then Scott Brown gets sent off at Livingston for Celtic last season um, so right. uh, you know, you're getting there and, and Livy you know, if they've got to make themselves competitive if they're going to get um, get points on the board you know getting them at home on the AstroTurf's going to be where it happens for them Paul so it's a chance for them to put down a marker I think David Martindale and his players wouldn't be too unhappy uh, with a point but I think Aberdeen might just sneak it by a goal Great to hear Marvin Bartley on our show the other night but I didn't get the chance to talk to him about the clubber he was wearing on the telly on Sunday <laughs> His tin flute Yeah the flute Yeah, yeah. yeah his, his tin flute It was a beige with black um, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'll have a chat with him about that. <laughs> Wasn't he too sure? Uh, but listen, I don't think Mav's going to play that. that no, it doesn't that much. Like I think it. he's yeah. he's going to be involved more in the, the coaching side and he'll kind of be a backup if there's a, maybe a number of suspensions or, or injuries. St Johnson against Motherwell Sunday at three. What do you think, Barry Ferguson? I'm going to go with St Johnson. They've got to take um, so much confidence out of that result against Galatasaray. I know it's been a long trip home, but I'd imagine probably day off today recover and light session tomorrow they'll be ready to go I think they'll get three points St Johnson yeah Mother will have had all week certainly five days yeah. to rest you would you rather know. play Paul yeah. but yeah. Uh, of course you, you, ask, if, you yeah. ask any of the players yeah. you would rather play mm-hmm. um, and just do light sessions play light yeah. sessions play and they need games this time yeah, of year starting it's important what do you reckon Mark? Uh, yeah I mean they'll, they'll come back buzzing um, from last mm-hmm. night um, you know as you say you can look at it both ways but I think the players, I'd agree with Barry, get another game under a belt, probably you know one or two bumps or bruises, so maybe one or two changes to the team. But again, um, home advantage, I'll, I'll go for St. Johnson by a goal. What about Celtic at home to Dundee? 23,500, Mark, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, yeah, I think Celtic will win by a couple of goals. I think Dundee will be fine this season, Paul. I can see Dundee 8th, ninth position, 8th, 9th position. I think they'll be fine. But on Sunday... Uh, Celtic by minimum couple of goals they're saying that MK Dons might be interested in James McPake as manager their manager has yeah, gone to Swansea I saw that yeah Barry what do you reckon Celtic against Dundee Celtic for me mm. yep scorers uh, uh, who knows Furuhashi. who knows yeah but I just think yeah. Celtic will have much Larson um, and and I'm guess yeah. I, I guess I'm asking that because obviously Edward <laughs> is uh, probably. Do you think he'll be on again? Came on as a sub yeah. uh, the other night, but I think it's over now. But I think it's Go just on. one. You, the, yep. the markers down, and you now need to see this through and, and prioritise getting them sold and getting as much as you can in for them. So I think Edward's been brilliant for Celtic, great value, but I think it's now moved on and you, you forget about him now. Here's the manager, Poster Coglu, speaking overall about the result and the performance the other night. Yeah, I mean, the, the result's obviously a positive one. Uh, I think it's important, particularly for the players who have been working hard. I think every game, a competitive game, we've had an opportunity to, to win, which we haven't done. So 
is reward, I guess, for the players and hopefully gives them some confidence and belief moving forward. Uh, performance was okay. We, we started really well. First half hour was excellent. We controlled the game, scored our goals, created some more chances to score. Uh, but just felt we lost our way a little bit after that and lost control of the game. And especially second half, we, it just felt like we were going okay, but we didn't really sort of control the game the way we should have to make sure that we won the game more comfortably. And across the city, Stephen Gerrard, they'll be away. I don't know if they stay up there the night before, Barry. Would I would probably? imagine they would go yeah. up the night before. Twelve thirty kickoff, Paul. Um, I would imagine they will be on the road up to Dundee, stay in a hotel, um, and prepare for the game tomorrow. Here's the manager speaking about the schedule. Yeah, I think the challenges in the next seven days are no different to how it's going to be for the majority of the season. You know, if you go back to pre-Livingston, you're looking at Livingston, Malmo, and then Dundee. That's a difficult week as well. That's you know, that's being part of Rangers and that's how we want it. We should be excited by them challenges that we've got to face and try and get over. I couldn't really tap into my squad as much as I would have liked to on Tuesday night. We had to name certain players in the squad who we knew weren't going to be available to us. That's the way it was. But I didn't really have the experience, the options on the bench that I would have liked. Uh, hopefully that'll change uh, as, in, as from tomorrow. Hopefully we've got better options to handle the next week than we have done the previous seven days. Go Radio Football Show. We're back for the whole season. We're on on Sunday, 2 till 5. Davy Proven and Craig Moore will be here. Barry, good luck tomorrow. East Fife. Yeah, East Fife at home. Um, we need to get three points. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to kid anybody on three points as I must tomorrow. We'll see you Monday night and hear you at 5 with Leanne Dem- Leanne. We'll be with Crichton. Leanne Crichton's going to be yeah, there yeah. with us there. Yeah, Looking forward say? to that. Leanne Crichton will be there on Monday. Stevie Lennon is coming up next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five.